alaikum. Welcome to Urdu Sikhi. I'm your host, Shireen, and this is the second part of our six-part series dedicated to the nazm Ek Makra or Makhi, which means a spider and a fly. If you didn't listen to part one, please pause this and start there. The link to part one is available in the description. Or you can go directly to www.urdusikhye.com forward slash e25. That's urdusikhye.com slash e25. Today I have with me the creator of Urdu Dan, Amir. The folks I collaborate with always have some connection to Urdu, and he is no exception. When I first met Amir, he had only an Instagram account where he posted beautiful poetry in Urdu, often written by himself. Now, however, he's grown his presence and has expanded into a podcast and even a YouTube channel. So I'm really happy that Amir has made time for us. Amir, welcome to Urdu Sikhye. Would you like to say a few words about yourself and your connection to the Urdu language? Sure. Walaikum assalam. And thank you, thanks a lot for that introduction. Speaking of Urdu, I have had this connection with it for as long as I can remember. But to be more specific, at least for the past 10 years, when I started studying Urdu and reading Urdu poetry more seriously, and when I discovered the classical poets like uh, Mirza Ghalib and Mir Taqimir and all the other poets of the Delhi era and uh, post-1857 era, then there are pre-modern poets like Daag Tehelvi, and then, you know, modern poetry, for example, John Elia, he's gotten really popular, a little too popular, actually. But uh, yeah, apart from that, I am a stickler for good language. So it's not just about Urdu. I'm trying to learn Farsi right now so that I can be a better speaker of Urdu. Because uh, Urdu ultimately is, uh, is very connected and derived from Farsi in many ways. Professionally, I'm doing my PhD in history. And the subject of my PhD is also language-related. It is about this Fort William College in Kolkata that was set up in uh, the year 1800. And a guy called John Gilchrist started working on a seminary on languages. And he, uh, he, made, uh, uh, he wrote the first uh, dictionary of the Hindustani language, as he used to call it, Hindi-Urdu. Which, um, yeah, so he worked on Hindi and Urdu. And uh, so that's about the history part. I'm definitely into languages, and that's one of my fortes, I guess. Yeah, so that's about it. That was amazing. This is the first time I'm hearing the details of your background, and having learned it, I'm even more excited to have you on. So thank you. Okay, so now we'll begin part two of our six-part series of the Nazm Ek Makra or Makhi by Alama Iqbal. So the first four lines of the Nazm are, Makhi ne suni baat jo makri ki to boli, Hazrat kisi nadan ko dijega ye dhoka. Is jal me makhi kabhi aane ki nahi hai. Jo aap ki siri pe chadha phir nahi utra. Okay, so our first line is Makhi ne suni baat jo makre ki to boli. This is written more or less in everyday language. It means hearing the words of the spider, the fly said. Makhi ne suni baat jo makre ki to boli. Baat, if you remember, we translate it to matter or idea. Here, it can even mean words. Jo would be best translated as that. So let's see if we can turn this sentence into one I would say often. 
मकड़े की बात सुनी तो मक्खी बोली which means the exact same thing hearing the words of the spider the fly said here's another everyday example i could say amir ki baat suni to main boli amir ki baat suni to main boli which means hearing amir's words i said how would i say hearing her mother's words she said Remember when we have possessive nouns like mothers it's the words of the mother we need ki and we know her and his is us so it will be uski ammi ki baat suni to wo boli uski ammi ki baat suni to wo boli hearing her mother's words she said and it would also be okay if we remove wo so we can say uski ammi ki baat suni to boli the wo is implied for the next two questions please go to our website and write your answer in the discussion section for this episode so the questions are how would you say hearing the words of her husband she said and then how would you say hearing the words of his sister he said remember gender does make a difference i'll be sure to link to the page for this episode in our description so be sure to go there and answer these questions great that was a really nice explanation thank you then we have the fly's response she says hazrat kisi nadan ko dijega ye dhoka Hazrat kisi nadan ko dijega ye dhoka Let's start with the word nadan A person who is nadan is naive Kisi can be used to talk about someone or something because kisi is followed by nadan we know it means someone So kisi nadan means someone naive Hazrat kisi nadan ko dijega ye dhoka Also I'd like to add that the word nadan here is emphasized hazrat kisi nadan ko dijega ye dhoka right i was trying to think about a sentence in english that we use where that emphasis is placed on a word for example in the sentence why don't you pick on someone your own size so you hear that emphasis on own nadan here is emphasized in that same way exactly exactly moving on dijiye if you remember from episode 19 is one of our irregular imperatives so the infinitive verb is dena which means to give and for the pronoun aap we say dijiye for regular verbs the ending is ie but for irregular verbs like dena lena and karna it's ije so they would be dijiye lijiye and ije so the fly is saying kisi nadan ko dijega ye dhoka with the emphasis on nadan aur dhoka ka kya matlab hai so going forward i'm going to try to insert short sentences or questions in urdu so you can hear them again and again and become more used to them aur dhoka ka kya matlab hai means and what does dhoka mean The word dhoka is usually paired with the verb dena 
धोखा देना धोखा देना इज बेसिकली टू ब्रेक समस्ट एंड यू लाइटली ब्रेक समस्ट बाई लाइंग और चीटिंग फॉर एग्जाम्पल यू माइट से उसने मुझे धोखा दिया उसने मुझे धोखा दिया बेसिकली यूड बी सेंग ही और शी रोंग मी इन सम वे धोखा द नाउन लाइक नजर का धोखा नजर का धोखा मीन्स एन एल्यूजन समथिंग दैट ट्रिक्स यू धोखा इज अ नाउन मीन्स एन एल्यूजन और अ ट्रिक बट धोखा देना टूगेदर इज आर कॉम्प्लेक्स वर्ब मीनिंग टू चीट ओके सो रिटर्निंग टू आर नजम आमिर हजरत का क्या मतलब है एंड इज हजरत यूज टू शो रिस्पेक्ट आई गेट द फीलिंग दैट इट्स ओनली यूज टूवर्ड्स मैन हजरत हजरत नाउ इज मोस्टली यूज फॉर इफ यू रेफर टू सम वन हु इज रियली रिवेड एंड रिस्पेक्टेड लाइक सूफी सेंट्स फॉर एग्जाम्पल सो यू माइट से हजरत राबिया बसरी और हजरत मुइन चिश्ती दैट इज वन वे that i have often heard it being used but there is also an informal way of saying it i might say kahan reh gaye the hazrat kahan reh gaye the hazrat so the way this is being used here it has a tone of sarcasm in it kahan reh gaye the hazrat means where had you been stalled basically where were you ah i see yes so sometimes when my mom asks me to do something for example give her a glass of water and then she follows it up with another request maybe to heat it up before giving it to her i might say anything else your majesty so that's exactly how hazrat in that sentence is being used sarcastically right right exactly exactly and it would just be used for men right not women hmm well earlier i did say hazrat rabia basri Yeah, I heard that, but quite often I hear names that I am sure that they belong to women, but they end up being a man's name. <laughs> so okay, women can be addressed with Hazrat as well if they are extremely revered or respected. Yeah, I suppose so. But then if I contrast it with the Khawatin or Hazrat, in that phrase Hazrat is the plural of Hazrat and Khawatin is the plural of Khatun, which means woman. So khawatin or hazrat means ladies and gentlemen. So in that case, hazrat or hazrat does mean gentlemen or gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Learn something new right there. So as with many things, context makes a difference. Okay. So then we have is jal me makhi kabhi ane ki nahi hai. Is jal me means in this trap. Jal means trap. Kabhi aane ki nahi hai means will never be coming or will never come. And who will never come? The makhi, the fly. So here I'm a little confused as to whether this makhi is referring to herself or himself. I like to think that it's a her only because the narrator in the video I watched was a young girl. So I don't know if she's referring to herself in the third person or whether she means to say all flies. as in no fly is going to fall for this trap if she's referring to herself in the third person then is jalme makhi kabhi aane ki nahi hai means in this trap 
I will never be coming. But maybe she means all flies. Is jalme maki kabhi aneki nahi hai. In this trap, flies will never be coming. Amir, do you have any thoughts on whether she's speaking up for herself only or for all of her kind? Aapka kya khayal hai? Ji, mera ye khayal hai. That, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> so my thoughts on this would be, if I could think of a parallel example, it would be, please excuse my selection of this example. It just, you know, just struck me. No but we've heard this example. Men don't cry. Okay, for example. So that would mean that real men don't cry. That real is implied. So when she says, is jal mein makhi kabhi aane ki nahi hai, she could simply be saying that, not, not just about herself, but in another sense, she could mean real flies that are worth their salt. Flies that are intelligent and smart, they don't fall for such traps. So yes, I think that that's what it means. Ha, that was awesome. I love it when the right examples become available to you just when you need them. So that was well explained. Uh, another point that I want to add uh, is that jal means net. And of course, nets are often used to trap animals and even people. So the word jal or even jala sometimes is a net. And in this nazm, it means a trap. So next we have jo aap ki seedhi pe chadha, phir nahi utra. Jo aap ki seedhi pe chadha, phir nahi utra. Jo here, as we discussed before, is a relative pronoun. And it means who. Aapki means yours. Sidi means ladders or a ladder or stairs. Sidi pe charna means to climb the stairs or ladder. Jo aapki sidi pe charha means the one who climbed your stairs. Phir nahi utra. Phir nahi utra means then didn't come down. So you can guess what she means. The one who climbed your ladder didn't come down. To change this slightly, if I want to say the one who climbed up your ladder never came down, how would I say that? Jo aap ki seedhi pe chadha, phir kabhi nahi utra. Jo aap ki seedhi pe chadha, phir kabhi nahi utra. This word kabhi with the word nahi together means never. Kabhi nahi, never. Jo aapki seedhi pe chadha, phir kabhi nahi utra. The one who climbed up your ladder never came down. Yes, so here she recognizes that it's dangerous to step foot in his home. She recognizes that it's a one-way path. There is no exit. Okay, so let's look at the next four lines. So the next four lines are Makre ne kaha wah farebi mujhe samjhe Makre ne kaha wah farebi mujhe samjhe Tumsa koi nadan zamane me na hoga Tumsa koi nadan zamane me na hoga Manzoor tumhari mujhe khatir thi vagarna 
منظور تمہاری مجھے خاطر تھی وگرنا کچھ فائدہ اپنا تو میرا اس میں نہیں تھا کچھ فائدہ اپنا تو میرا اس میں نہیں تھا سو مکڑے نے کہا مینس دا اسپائڈر سیڈ واہ واہ از این ایکسپریشن وی یوز ان اردو اف یو ہرڈ اینی پوئٹری ریسائٹیڈ آفن دا پوئٹ ول ریسائٹ اے ورس اینڈ سم ون فرام دی آڈینس مائٹ سے واہ واہ کیا بات ہے اٹس ناٹ امپورٹنٹ وٹ دا فریز لٹرلی مینس بٹ پیپل آفن سے کیا بات ہے وین دے آر امپریسڈ وتھ سم تھنگ سو واہ از آفن پیڈ ود دیٹ فریز ایکچولی ریسنٹلی آئی سا آئی واز آن یور انسٹاگرام پیج اینڈ آئی تھنک آئی ہرڈ یو ور امنگ اے کراؤڈ اور سم تھنگ اینڈ یو ور ریسائڈنگ پوئٹری اینڈ دیٹس ایگزیکٹلی وٹ ہیپن سم بڈی ان دی آڈینس یلڈ واہ سو آئی بی شیور ٹو لنک ٹو دیٹ سو یو گائز کین گیٹ این انڈرسٹینڈنگ آف ایگزیکٹلی وٹ آئی ایم ٹاکنگ اباؤٹ دیر بٹ گیٹنگ بیک ٹو va here is a bit different here va is expressing disbelief you could also use va in that way like in english i might say wow you're blaming me so in urdu that could translate to va tum mujh pe ilzam laga rahe ho wow you're putting the blame on me so that's the va here like wow i didn't see that coming va فریبی مجھے سمجھے فریبی بیسٹ ٹرانسلیٹس ٹو سم ون ہو گیوز دا دھوکا سو ایکچولی دا فریب از از دی ایکچوئل ورڈ سو سم ون ہو گیوز فریب از فریبی اینڈ فریب از آلسو این ادر اٹس انانیمس ٹو دھوکا سو اٹس اے چیٹر بیسکلی اے چیٹر اور اے ڈس آنیسٹ پرسن از اے فریبی آئی سی اوکے اینڈ مجھے is the oblique form of me. You'll find that in the handout for episode 18. And samajna means to understand or to think. So with va, farebi mujhe samje, the spider is trying to turn it around on the fly. He's like, wow, you think I'm a cheater? Right. And he continues in this vein. He says, تم سا کوئی نادان زمانے میں نہ ہوگا تم سا کوئی نادان زمانے میں نہ ہوگا سو تم سا مینس لائک یو بٹ ان ایوری ڈے اردو یو سے تمہارے جیسا لائک یو تمہارے جیسا از ان دا نیوٹرل اور ان فارمل کیس دا فارمل کیس از آپ سو ود آپ وتھ سے آپ جیسا سو تم سا کوئی نادان زمانے میں نہ ہوگا That means there wouldn't be anyone as nadan or as naive as you in the entire world. Zamana here means the world. The more common way to say world is often dunya. So you're reading it as zamana, but in the line it's zamane. So I don't, is that just the plural? Or why, why is it zamane? Oh, When you, uh, when there's a word like, for example, any word that ends with an alif, mm-hmm. zamana, khana, so individually it's khana, magar agar aap kisi ko, when it's linked with another sentence, this is kind of an irregular thing, I don't know if there's an actual rule for this, but this is how it's colloquially said, agar aap kahenge, aap ghar khane pe aana, aisi suna hoga aapne. Haan, 
ऐसे नहीं बोलते आप घर खाना खाना पे आना नहीं नहीं <laughs> तो खाना जो होता है ये एनी वर्ड दैट एंड्स विद इन अ लिफ व्हेन इट्स कंबाइंड और और व्हेन इट्स पुट इन अ सेंटेंस तो यूजुअली वो आ जो है वो ए कर दिया जाता है दैट्स हाउ इट्स सेड बल्कि लिखा भी ऐसे ही जाता है जी ओके सो व्हाइल एडिटिंग दिस एपिसोड आई थॉट व्हाई नॉट लुक अप व्हेदर अ रूल एग्जिस्ट्स फॉर सच नाउन्स हुज एंडिंग्स चेंज फ्रॉम आ टू ए as in zamana zamana became zamane it's very simple actually and we've already discussed it several times especially in episode 18 so nouns that are masculine singular masculine nouns that end with the a ending so that's with the letter alif or choti he the ending of such a noun has to change to a if it is followed by a postposition and that a ending is the oblique case of that noun so let me quickly give some examples so i might say ye ladka mera bhai hai that means this boy is my brother we have the noun ladka and since there is no postposition after it it remains as ladka but if i say ye ladke ke paas meri kitab hai my book is with this boy or more naturally the boy has my book we can't say ye ladka ke paas meri kitab hai because of the postposition ke so ladka in this case becomes ladke please note in this sentence ladke is singular so going back to zamana and zamane zamana becomes zamane because of the postposition me zamane me okay so now let's look at the next sentence right so tumsa koi nadan zamane me na hoga is connected to the previous line va farebi mujhe samjhe so together it would be va farebi mujhe samjhe tumsa koi nadan zamane me na hoga so he's trying to say wow You think I'm going to deceive you? There couldn't exist a more naive person than you in this world. He's basically using reverse psychology to get his way. Yeah, precisely. Next we have Manzoor tumhari mujhe khatir thi magar na. Manzoor tumhari mujhe khatir thi magar na. Yeah, I find this line to be the most difficult line in this poem so far. How would you say this line in everyday Urdu? Let's start with the word khatir. Khatir technically means the heart, but along the same lines it also means to care for. The word wagarna, I've only seen it used uh, in poetry. The way you would use this word in everyday conversation would be varna. So feel free to read wagarna as varna, which basically means otherwise. manzoor is uh, obviously acceptable thi mujhe so th- that was like that's what i wanted that's just another way of saying it this is what i wanted so i wanted your khatir otherwise in 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 this way and khatir is is this thing that uh, means you know i wanted to care for you uh, i wanted uh, mm. for example khatir ko hum i hospitality ke sense mein translate kar sakte hain i suppose ke uh, I only wanted hospitality obviously that's not how you would say it in English but yeah that is how it would translate 
I only wanted your hospitality or you know to care for you. Mm. Otherwise, that is how I would see it. Yeah. Gotcha. And so it kind of feels incomplete. Otherwise, what? So Otherwise, maybe it yeah. connects to the next uh, to line. the next line. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that makes sense. So basically, here he's saying, "I'm only looking out for you. I'm only thinking of you." Yeah. Bilkul, bilkul. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, so this is the last line to which, you know, the previous uh, line is connected. So our last line is, Kuch fayda apna to mera isme nahi tha. Kuch fayda apna to mera isme nahi tha. So before we dive into the uh, meaning of this uh, sentence, my question to you, Amir, is I don't understand why it's in the past tense. So you see how it's tha and not he. <laughs> because uh, the first line, the line preceding this, is also in the past tense. Because it's Manzoor tumhari mujhe khatir thi So the next line will automatically be in the past tense, right? Hmm. Yeah, I guess then my question would be then why are they both in the past though? Why are they not in the. Because uh, he's talking about, if you go back and look at the four lines together, mm-hmm. uh, it reads like, Makre ne kaha wa faredi mujhe samjhe. Now, this is in the present. Then he continues, Tumsa koi nadan zamane mein na hoga. Right. That's not exactly in the present. Then, Manzoor tumhari mujhe khatir thi vagarna. Kis cheez mein khatir thi? Tumhe invite karne mein. And that invitation has happened in the past. Oh, I see. Okay. It happened in the past, in the meaning, invitation? you know, in the first four lines, in meaning in like 10 minutes ago, maybe. Exactly. Yeah? exactly. <laughs> okay. I see. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Mm. All right. So let's get back to this line. So, faida means benefit. Kuch faida is some benefit. Apna kuch faida is how you will normally see it used. And apna kuch fayda means some benefit to myself. Apna means myself. So kuch fayda apna to mera isme nahi tha means there was no benefit to myself in this. He means to say in anything that he's suggested so far and what he's about to suggest, there's nothing anyone can see that would benefit him. And when we examine the remaining lines, we see him listing out the ways in which he was only thinking of the fly. What a selfless little spider. Indeed. <laughs> and that does it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to go to our website, www.urdusikhe.com e25 to download the handout for this episode. www.urdusikhe.com e25. You can find that link in the description. This episode was full of lots of new vocabulary words, so you'll definitely want to download it. I want to thank Amer for lending his expertise to Urdu Sihye. Please be sure to check out Urdu Dan on Instagram and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe so you know exactly when we release part 3 of this six-part series of the Nazm Ek Makra Har Maki. Until next time. आप सब अपना बहुत-बहुत ख्याल रखिए।